0: Welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast RPG Sites podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Reese. I'm your host, of always. So joining me today is uh, two special guests. I've got Josh Torres, as always. e three is almost here. I uh, know. Oh, no. We have uh, one week leaving out Friday. But let's before we get into that, though, I've also got Andrea Sharon joining us today.
1: Hello, everyone. Glad to be here
0: it's been a little bit since you last Mm -hmm. joined us but thank you very much for filling in on the third seat uh the rotating chair continues (laughs) thank you for
1: having me (laughs) no
0: problem uh we need you for something special later that we're going to talk about but uh adam of course as always as we said he's super busy with other school work that he's got to deal with uh we won't see him for quite a bit um but obviously we like to have as many different people on here as possible so thank you once again uh but yeah we're here uh it's as of this recording, it's June 4th. So in one week, everybody should be either uh, at the place that we're going to use for E3 in Los Angeles or are going to be on a plane heading here. I think Kyle from our other side, Save Continue, is probably the last one showing up. Uh, he's going to be like Saturday around now. <laughs> I think he's actually says Saturday. Evening. Yeah,
2: that checks out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we've got a lot of plans for E3. We're not going to like go into too much about it right now it's it's mostly just we've got packed schedules all around everyone's got something to see um something exciting is going on a lot of unannounced stuff that is going to blow people's minds i'm sure uh we will be doing podcasts at the event as well we'll probably just do like one at the beginning and one at the end maybe but i just know that we will have more content of course on the site too uh but that should be more of our wrap up so for now uh we're just going to talk about some of the games that we've been playing as we always do uh um so going right into it josh uh you've got our review up on the site already for this but this is odin sphere left the, the year. <laughs> if that's
2: I, I don't know how oh, I actually man. pronounce it i think it's late this year, but i'm not it's... too sure Is it life for
0: i'm not sure but we're gonna go with that oh. i just like <laughs> it's an i just it's rearranged atmosphere. the letters yes it's an anime I just <laughs> fantastic yes it's life this year. it's uh, not actually a real word it's not um, <laughs> I don't think even like in Japan, like the the lettering makes any sense in English anyway. So no. I one... remember
2: like the initial announcer was like it, it like the letters make it look like, uh, like dressier, like the, the th looks like a d, and then they had to go uh, elaborate <laughs> wh- why it was like they they said it's th not d. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, I look like an idiot now. Thanks. It's
0: like Messing people up that have lisps, uh, so they can't pronounce that game. Uh, Life Ear sounds a little bit better, but you know, whatever. So you've got a game up. You got a review up on the set, like I said. But it's basically, it's it sounds like it's both a remake, um, and a remaster.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, you have the uh, Odin Sphere Lifeless here. comes in uh, two modes. It has this refined mode, which is the new rebalanced gameplay, and the classic mode. Classic mode is essentially, you know, uh, the 2007 PlayStation 2 game, just with all the new high definition assets uh, tacked onto it. Uh, I messed around with it a little bit just to see like how uh, drastic the change, the remake was, and it's big. So in classic mode and Odin Sphere in general, uh, you remember that. You had like this PAL gauge, and every time you attack, you would drain that PAL gauge. And then, you know, you'd, uh, it's basically serves so of a stamina gauge. You attack, and then if you drain it, you have to take a breather, a moment, to you know get it back up. And it's it's more of a slower, more methodical gameplay. It also had this weird su- sense of, like claustrophobia, a little bit, because like the camera is super zoomed in, oh. so it's hard to get a like a, a, a large bearing on your surroundings. Um, in the classic mode, you do have the option to expand that a bit, since yeah, it can play it in 16 by 9 in classic, or you can get that authentic like PlayStation 2 experience, uh, you know, using 4 by 3 aspect ratio instead. But the real, you know, the main thing is this refine mode, and it's a lot more accessible to people who didn't really dig uh, the original too much because of that. I mean, it's it's much more the the problems of the first one were much more than just this PAL gauge. I mean, it wasn't really a problem on my end, but a lot of people didn't like, you know, that they were they felt limited. Um, because Odin Spear on the PlayStation Two is generally known for having tremendous slowdown, especially oh, on those boss fights. Spider like, boss. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's and the worst. You just had these uh, a lot of uh, bosses that spit on a lot of minions and attacks at you, oh, yeah. and then you're uh, uh, putting down like powerful spells on the crown, and there's a lot of things on screen, and it would just like your PlayStation Two would chug down to like single-digit frame rate, and it, oh, just, it was just awful. It's super and, bad, it, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I tested out the PlayStation 4 and Vita versions of uh, Odin Spear, and it, it's great. Uh, it runs at a stable 60 frames even on the PlayStation Vita. Uh, on the on both, on all versions of the game, uh, the only like very 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 slight technical uh, difficulty it has is like when it's you're doing continuous damage, say like you put down this uh, fire uh, spell, and it's like hitting like say like. Uh, 10 enemies at once on the screen and then you're like off doing something at the other part of the screen since uh, I guess the, the it, Even on any system it can't really keep up with that's so, like like the, you see very very tiny frame hitching On oh. the PlayStation 4 ver- version. It's not, it's not it's not really super noticeable I only noticed it like maybe like three or four times in like the 40 hours. I played of it. Oh, then whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly um, And then on the PlayStation Vita version uh, there is still a little bit of slowdown like when there's a lot of effects on screen but it's nothing that comes close to the PlayStation Two at all. It's it's very playable. It runs like uh, perfectly, like maybe 90 95 percent of the time on the Vita. It's it's lovely. Awesome, that's great.
0: And especially on a small screen like that, I'm sure like those visuals.
2: Because I played
0: Muramasa from VanillaWare on that on the Vita, and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Autosphere, like obviously redone as it were. Uh, the colors must really pop if you have like, especially like the OLED screen that yeah. uh, the first generation has.
2: Yeah. I, t- I tried that on that, and the, just the the colors look uh, amazing on it. Um, so the difference of the remake is that they kind of redid uh, this power gauge. Your basic standard attacks uh, no longer consume it, so it's very much more a style where you hold down the button and you choose the direction, and then you can attack because you have directionally uh, sensitive attacks now. So if you remember, like in Muramasa when like, uh, the characters who go swoop around with their swords, like left, right, zigzag upward. That's yeah. uh, like Gwendolyn's playstyle now when she's doing that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so because she can zigzag around now, and then they have uh, lower attacks. Uh, they can have overhead attacks. And yeah, pretty much, it, if you think think Muramasa, think that, except, uh, of course, the weapon choices are much more varied. Uh, like in the original Odin Sphere, you have uh, five protagonists in this game. You have the Valkyrie, uh, Gwendolyn. You have uh, this little rabbit. Like a character who swings a sword named Cornelius. You have um, the fairy Mercedes, who's uh, actually the, the mechanics on her are a bit different because she has the ability, like in the first one, to fly indefinitely. So her attacks still uh-huh. consume the pal gauge. So you still have to worry about that on her. Um, then you also have Oswald, uh, like a Shadow Knight. And awesome Oswald. dude. Like my favorite yeah. character in that game. Yeah, Oswald is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. And you have uh, the Forest Witch, uh, Velvet. And so. All of them have brand new, you know, animations to, uh, you know, make use of that. Not using the POW gauge anymore. On top of that, if you remember in the and the first one, they had like these limited uh, upgrade paths for their ciphers. Their ciphers are their weapons. If you uh, consume enough of these uh, little sparkly things called phosons, it would upgrade that cipher level, and you gain like new cipher skills on it. And it, it was a very linear path too. It's good. There was always a predetermined set of what skills you're going to get and when on that. And uh, in Leif here, the refined boat on it, uh, each and every character has like a full-blown skill tree and ability tree on it now. So the, basically, they have a ton of new moves. And phozons work a little bit differently in this remake. You can actually store it up now. In the original, you can only use the phozons that were out on the field, like for, say, planting or uh, sucking up with your cypher. And this one, you can actually like uh, bank them now. Too, you can either just store them up and then use them on skills, or you can actually release them to go plant like you know the seeds, harvest them, and whatnot. So you can you don't have to like uh, plant these in the middle of combat every time because you know bosons can be uh, stored now. Oh, cool! All right, great. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Uh,
0: Switching the game.
2: Yeah, um, ability trees are basically more uh, system oriented uh, since characters have a, a base character level now. You don't have to burk uh, off of cipher levels. Uh, character levels are kind of like what happens when you eat fruit in uh, the original game. Uh, your stats go up a little bit and also like your maximum HP is the one that goes up and then you gain an ability point now and then you spend those on abilities so you can like say spend it on recovery items uh, healing you more or getting a discount in shops or you know getting uh, abilities that are more centric to, you know, what your character's unique ability is. Like for Oswald, for example, he had this unique berserk mode, where like if you uh, fill it up uh, through combat, you can um, change it to like just a giant shadow form that's like super fast and does a ton of damage uh, for a short <laughs> amount of time. So in, in his abilities, you have uh, options to like augment that mode, say like you take half damage in it or whatnot.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: And then. Um, so that's for combat. You also have like new system things on like the actual game content itself. Like if you remember like the little puka village in the channel where you can uh, eat uh, food and then that'll raise your maximum HP. And this one, like in the resting spots, you have uh, this new puka chef now that like you just take him uh, ingredients <laughs> to him. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that really helps. It, 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 it's a, it's a very uh, an adorable little touch that like uh, help, you don't have to. The grind, really. Like I remember in the original, there were uh, spots where you had to like kind of grind for the end game because the end game was pretty tough. Oh yeah, and, I remember. If anything, that was one of the things that uh, hurt my experience with the
0: game. Was that?
2: Yeah, I never felt like I needed to uh, grind for this. And for people who are uh, kind of worried about it being too easy, because I know in the in the demo, yeah, you, you were like at level eight or something. It was normal mode. It was it was a breeze essentially. Uh, it's not necessarily easy in the sense that like. Um, you're gonna like steamroll everything. Um, it's easy in the sense of like because you have so many things at your disposal that uh, it's hard. It, there you can exploit some of the things because there's they didn't really, really like did like an amazing job, let's say, of like rebalancing all these guys' is cool. So it's like quote unquote fair to the enemies. So like to off- offset that, there's uh, talk about difficulties: easy, normal, and hard. Uh, and all it does is really adjust damage values. And um, at HP values, so and also when you you can stagger your enemies like in Muramasa. Like if they take a certain amount of hits, you can like juggle them. They get in that juggle state. So higher difficulties <laughs> will be, you know, uh, they can juggle them more. But after the game's finished, there's this new heroic mode, and then that's where you know the, the real challenge begins. If you remember, like in Muramasa, I think I forgot what the difficulty was. It was called Hell Mode or something. Yeah, you yeah. had like one HP in it, and if you took a hit, you would die. And this one, it. Uh, You start up the new game on heroic mode and then you carry over all your abilities and skills and your level and everything But your base HP value stays the same like as if it was level 1 and all the all the enemies have like a lot more HP And do a ton more damage and take more hits to stagger So that's like really the mode if you're looking for a challenge like then that's uh, the place to experiment like see how well You know the game. Yeah. Oh I think it was chaos mode by the way but chaos yeah mode. it was
0: it was crazy I tried it just to see what it was like and like I got killed like in the first level so it didn't matter so that's that's a bit of a challenge so uh, um it sounds like you've been obviously you were very positive about this game Yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's very
2: yeah. impressive um, uh, because the the thing about that I really, that Odin Spear stands out among all the Vanilla Bear games for me is like it had a very strong narrative. It was I really, their first
0: real stab, but the, like they wanted to make 2D games relevant again. Uh, and yeah, it, had, it had Grim Grimoire as well. I mean like Princess that. Crown, of course, we go back yep. farther, but that was
2: kind of their big thing. But. Yeah, because I always found it interesting that Odin Spear tried this uh, crazy approach of like t- telling like the same tale essentially five times, but in multiple perspectives. So you kind of, get to really get attached to the characters and the story and get a get better understanding, of like, what are, what's everything at play here? Yeah. So instead of, like, a, a, instead of like every character's story being, like, a sequel of the other one, it's more of, like, behind the scenes, like, oh, if this uh, character was off doing this, what was this other character doing in the set of characters that's related to that person? Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's that was kind of like the... I, I'm already thinking,
0: like, the game <laughs> that we were talking about last time, it was, like, one after the other... Well, uh, that oh wait no it, it was it's actually i'm sorry that i was reviewing your articles that you actually had to uh you complete the book complete the character and then move on to the next person's story so it doesn't get all mixed up like in some games where it's mm-hmm. like you're they keep Moving to, from one character to the next, now right. keeping one clear path. I think that really helps that they give it room to breathe, so you yeah. get to know this person, and then you would like say like in a RPG where you jump around from different party members to the other without knowing what's going on or getting to know them as much as you wish you did.
2: Right, uh, exactly, and it, it helps that like every time you start a new character, you start very you start fresh. You you're at level one. You don't have any skills or items on this character. Nothing like progresses from one character to another because they're all they're all their separate uh, person.
0: Yeah, but obviously you've learned what you need to do. Um, obviously, you need to learn to understand the character's quirks. But like, you can carry knowledge at least from what you need to do from person to person. And you get actually, it's kind of cool that you get to, you you know the perception. Like obviously, going in, you don't know who Gwendolyn is, um, and of course, you don't really know some of these other characters either. But like, you hear from that perspective, and so you already got a good idea. But then you've got like obviously misconceptions and. Uh, uh, prejudice going into all these other ones and so you get to really uh it's a good way to like um subvert your expectations of each person so that's
2: pretty fun uh, in in its own way in developing uh, a story that you care about yeah i think it's, it's one definitely one of the strongest releases this year releases this year i wasn't expecting like to be this blown away by it it's they did such an amazing job on this um remaster slash port. Like, I think that the, the most crazy thing about it is that they even decided to include the original game because maybe some people don't want this gameplay. You know, sometimes some people never got a chance to like go play the original PlayStation 2 but, or they wanted to play it, but they just couldn't stand the slowdowns. So it's a great way, you know, to find a, a compromise and satisfy both worlds. It's truly incredible.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, it, and it's good that they did uh, uh, make it more than just some sort of remaster. I mean, they are charging full price for the game, so that's something to keep in mm-hmm. mind. But um, it sounds like it's got a ton of extra content than it already did. And you said like yourself, it's like 40 hours plus, And so there's a lot of stuff to do. I mean, the original game was obviously long enough, um, as mm-hmm. it were, but it didn't seem to overstay its welcome. Um, but I, I did really uh, enjoy it. So I'm glad to hear that the remaster, they put a lot of strong work and hopefully that means you know now that that game's out maybe we'll get to hear more about 13 sentinels sometime
2: yeah i'm hoping so but uh definitely if you're on the fence on this one i would strongly consider trying out the demo but don't get put off by like the demo's easy difficulty there is a challenge up in there
0: yeah, the they just released the Vienna demo just in the past few days. And so if you've got a Vita or PS4, it's also out on PlayStation Three, but they didn't release a demo for it. They said they had no plans to release anything like that. And so if you only got that, that's obviously you had a luck there. But if you have the other two platforms, at least you can give the demo a try. And apparently, it's it's kind of it's a pretty decent demo for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So yep. that that should be a good enough uh, indicator. So yeah, Odin Sphere Life, life Three here. Um, once again, we've got a review up on the site. Go check that out. It's very detailed. Been hearing a lot of uh, compliments about that review, um, which you know, congrats for that. Thank you. Uh, a I lot appreciate of appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's always nice to yeah. hear some strong feedback that you can put what your thoughts are going on in a game onto paper like that. So uh, moving on from that, um, Andrea, you were playing. You had an adventure game. Um, <laughs> just to give us some insight of far as, uh, we've. We're called RPG Site, but obviously a long time ago, we expanded our coverage to include other games. And obviously the adventure uh, genre is something that we cover a lot more of, and I think it fits with what the type of audience that we already cater towards. But we've got this new point-and-click adventure game called Reset's Prescription. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You said you've already pretty much beaten that game up right now?
1: yes so i did beat it um it only took about four or five hours and keep in mind that i i mean i did play kind of slow too um but for what it's worth it's it's something that i typically wouldn't pick up myself like a point-and-click game but i am so incredibly glad that i did play it um, what's
2: uh resets prescription
1: what like her what's what like the, the name? premise Okay, what so, prescription did
2: she have? What, <laughs> what, reset, yeah, it, what
1: is she dealing Okay, yeah, come on. So, um, what Reset does is she can go into people's minds. Um, that's like her talent. Um, so, she's kind of like, I guess, a doctor. She stumbles upon this kid and he is sick um, and she's not really sure why. And she has this really mouthy cat, Gaede, I believe, is his name. Um, and suggests that she help him out so she dives into his mind to try to figure out why this kid is just, like, chilling asleep in the forest because clearly something has gone wrong.
2: Is that Um, power, like, already established? Like, it's just known that she can just dive into people's minds?
1: Yeah, and the way that it does pick up on the story is kind of jarring, but, I mean, when you only have a few hours to tell a story, I get that. Um, So there are a few loose ends like that that did bother me um, just a bit. But whenever you can, um, whenever you dive into this kid's mind, the story gets a little dark. Um, I'm kind of not what I was expecting from looking at it. It kind of looks like a children's storybook when you look at the art style, Um, the watercolors and all of that. And um, so whenever you go, you visit this, where where these memories of this kid, they've kind of made him pass out. Um, So he's kind of holding on to something and he can't let it go And therefore he can't wake up and he has to. hmm, So he's
0: like traumatized? Yeah,
1: essentially the kid is traumatized and he's not going to wake up until he's no longer traumatized. So you have to kind of (sighs) dive into his mind and figure out what's wrong, what went wrong. um, And so you live his life up to this certain point. Where you have to figure out at that point which which is the memory that's holding him back because this kid has a lot of traumatic memories. Is there is there oh, like
2: wow. a, any like sort of branching path or is it all linear or is there like? It's linear. Edits? Okay. Yeah. Imagine from a short game like that, they don't have
0: time to do that. They need to make it. <laughs> static. Ten it's ten minutes, be like a two minute you know? path. Yeah, it's like um, a, a static, <laughs> aesthetic experience. Like a like like oh, that was a looping path. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's fine.
1: <laughs> but uh, some of the things that it touches on. Like, I just definitely wouldn't expect. Um, he kind of comes from this, this town where they have absolute order, um, and there's a judge that's in charge of everything. And no matter what, no matter why you committed a crime, say, for instance, um, if you're starving to death and you steal bread, you're punished regardless. And the judge will be like, yeah, I mean, I sympathize, but the law is the law, so get over it. You know, oh. take your punishment. And that's what this kid is struggling with his father is the judge and i mean i'm not gonna expand upon that because no it's a sure enough yeah
0: game. It's, yeah <laughs> it's like a big plot point. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah if you um it, it, that game just that little bit though um if you go too much into it, you know that's the entire game. But are there like,
2: a, are there like yeah. complex puzzles inside it? Like how there
1: it are. Thing? It's a point of click. I quick, felt so like I was a genius nice. every oh, cool. time I finished one. <laughs> um <laughs> there was a smart. math one though and I struggled there. Um did not do well. In
2: all right, all math. right. What's the prerequisite?
1: Nah. Um, I'd say you at least need to have done well on like you know middle school math, which oh. I had a tutor, so there we go.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you can What's add the... and subtract, you're good. But still, oh, I I saw numbers <laughs> and I was like, uh, let me just guess a few times.
2: There's that a reason work. I I took like, up writing instead of math, mm. <laughs> exactly. So like geometry and stuff like that. Like uh,
1: yeah, I had to balance the scale and I was like, man, I can't do this.
3: Had <laughs> like, cramps. I did do it though. <laughs>
0: multiplication tables.
1: Um, but the the wordplay and some of and some of them were actually really cool. Um, it took me a minute to figure it out, but when you do figure it out, you're like, oh yeah, I'm so smart. But That's great. Awesome. But it, was, it was pretty. There's like a random couple of like, well, just one, but there's a random fight in that game. That part was actually kind of bad. If uh, my review, I'll detail it. But if I knock that game for anything, it's this really random boss fight that made no sense.
3: Oh, so, okay. and that
1: That's, was disappointing. Doesn't seem like a game that
0: would have a boss fight. Right, wow. I, I got
1: to <laughs> it and I was like, why am I dying? What?
0: Like, <laughs> no, if you think point and click adventure games, the last thing you think about is like boss fights.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just I was the adventure
0: story. Yeah.
1: I mean, I played that whole game wondering, why are there hearts in the top right? And then you get to the boss fight, and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <Wow>. really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was still good. Um, I believe, is it $19 or $14? It's not even that. I think it's like 12 bucks or something. Okay, like well, then, I would still pay that for it at the end of the day. Like, for a few hours of entertainment, and it just the story was pretty heartwarming, I would definitely pay that probably more. Um, Who developed it? Who did develop it? Uh, let me see. I had it pulled up just a minute ago. Anything, though, that Sakai Project brings us, I've learned that I just need to give a shot.
0: Even like if... all the Sakura, like the dungeon games. Oh, and all. Wow. <laughs>
2: I can extend a uh, oh, Sakura right. dun- dungeon review from Andrea like, in a few days. <laughs>
1: uh. I really like with the, uh, lizards There we go.
0: Oh, yeah. Lizards. obviously, they do very good work. So like, I just love following their, like, They've got like a Patreon account and stuff like that. It's just fun to kind of follow those guys around because they post art all the time. So it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um but yeah, recess prescription it sounds like other than that knock against a boss fight. <laughs> uh, so I kind see- can- of
2: really want to see that now.
0: <laughs> It's kind of crazy because like if that's well, I'm not obviously we don't want to spoil it, but if like for example if that's like the only encounter you have throughout that entire game and they decided to put hearts up on the screen like you couldn't just like cover that up until it's necessary, but whatever. Uh, With subscription um, already out on Steam, Mm -hmm. um, so we but we'll have a review up on the site very soon, and so check that out from Andrea. Thank you, very much. Um, Other than uh, yeah, from from that on, I mean um, all I played for the past week uh was Atelier Sophie uh, which is out this week um this upcoming week um before E3 uh perfect timing uh it's the new sub-series in the Atelier series um first time on the PlayStation 4 um I can't really give my impressions because I I'm not allowed to but (laughs) uh you'll be able to see that in my review I can talk about the mechanics of the
2: game though okay so if you've got any questions about how the game works, how does the puzzle uh, system work in the alchemy? Because like the alchemy system like got a revamp in it; it's more of a puzzle game now. How does that work? It's
0: it? definitely a lot
2: different. Um, I will say though,
0: if you've played any of the recent Atelier games like Shally or Dusk, and, mm-hmm. I mean Escaflowne and stuff, the Dusk subseries basically. Um, or the plus ones cause they basically borrowed those, the like, alchemy system from those games. Um, it's a lot of the same stuff. You get uh, categories of each um, type of material that you'll need to make an item. And so you've got like uh, plants or um, excess uh, um, metal or that kind of stuff, all the stuff you have to put together. Uh, the way the puzzle system works is that each of those items um, take up a certain number of spaces. And so it's like, you've got a grid Say a four by four grid, uh, it's they're indicated by circles, and so some of the bigger items can take up like five or six. Uh, they and they come in different shapes, so they'll like be like Tetris pieces. So it might be like a square or like a, one of those like Z shapes uh, or S shapes. I don't know how they really put those in Tetris forms, but. Um, but uh, the way you're supposed to work it is that you're supposed to kind of like, it's kind of like an inventory management system resident <laughs> okay. evil style. So you have to kind of rotate these pieces to fit within these spots. Now, in the very basic cauldron that you'll get to do your alchemy in, you can't flip the pieces. So you have to kind of oh, be stuck with what the shape is. So if it's like a uh, um, an up and down, like a line, you have to, fit that in there. Or if it's like a, an, like I said, like um, a square, it's gotta fit within one of those spaces. But each of those items um, also come it like a color. So you've got like uh, red, blue, white, green, yellow. Um, and so the point is that it's just like in the other uh, recent Atelier games is that you're trying to put these um, items down on this grid but you're also looking at the bottom right because if you get enough of a certain amount of the color in that uh, there's like a bar that needs to fill up and then it can unlock a, like a, a special trait. So a lot of those traits you may already know of, some of them aren't existing. So it's like, say, example, um, I'm trying to create a health item, like a potion. So uh, at the very the uh, at the very base level, it's like you've got like... Um, you're choosing like items and each item feeds into a certain bar. And so if I'm just focusing on trying to fill those bars, I might just choose one color for everything. Uh, and that way, I'm able to fill those bars up and not worry so much about the quality of the item or like okay. the, those types of things. And so it can turn a health item from being like a very like health restore small or whatever. Like it's a small health uh, health item restores your health for a little bit. You can increase it just by using alchemy to turn that very basic uh, health item into one that recovers a lot of health, but also happens to like raise your defense. Uh, boost your attack power your defense power but also can revive you if you happen to get knocked out in battle so So there's like secondary like effects on like anything that you make essentially exactly a lot of materials come with their own inherent um traits inside of them that uh you can use uh with your alchemy to uh take advantage of and so the whole, whole point being is that um you're getting all these different recipes for all kinds of different items um that can have their own traits unlocked inside of them. But at the very end, um, it all comes... I think in this game, the cauldron that you're using is... It's like a whole new thing. I don't remember this being in the other games where it's like you can actually unlock new cauldrons to use. Mm. And so like you've got... At the very beginning, it's it's your grandma's cauldron, which means that um, uh, uh, Sophie, who's the main character in this game... I mean, I'll I tell about the story too. It's that the whole game is about Sophie. Is this little girl that runs her own um, atelier uh, shop that she can obviously make a bunch of different items for? It's like her own little store that she runs uh, to, you know, make money to get by. She's by herself now because her grandma used to, who was an alchemist passed on her knowledge to her, but then passed away. Uh, that's all extracted in the plot, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything. That happens before the game even begins. It doesn't even really go into that stuff. It's a, kind of a typical anime type of it's, thing. So,
2: so it's, it's, it's a brand new series. Like you don't need any prior knowledge of like, other Atelier games? No, none of the characters from the other games appear in this one,
0: except for Logie, which is bizarre. Um, but from Ufumesca and Laji, uh he's, he's actually in this game. But he's just a, he's an NPC. He's, he's okay. just a regular character. He's not. He's, he doesn't actually play he's not in your party at all um so don't you don't need any prior knowledge of any of the other games in the series to get to know this stuff it, you can come into this completely fresh and that might be for the best um in some ways just because it's taken all the best things of the previous games um theoretically once again i, I can't tell you for sure until my review's up um it's it's the whole point being is that it's the latest game in the series so of course it's going to take a lot of those um refinements that they made over the years with like um hypothetically speaking it should be you know okay all right i get you yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> it's that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. uh but the whole so it's it's about sophie uh, who lives in the small town of course um by herself um she's got her friends oscar um and i'm actually kind of blanking on the other friends i, I, I think is, it
2: is one of them
0: was what what's it i'm sorry Pluck the that's that's later uh okay. monica
2: monica uh okay.
0: monica and oscar uh monica is like this uh well-to-do lady who is great at uh using a sword but also is um someone who swings in the choir scenes in the, squ- in the choir at church she's like one of those types of characters so,
2: oh so is uh, this is town of like everyone's like lives like a normal folk but they can swing a weapon around
0: yeah yeah pretty much uh, <laughs> and great. oscar is that huge guy that is kind of cool in that he's um I guess he's not cool. He's actually—he's not cool. They, they, they make fun of him all the time. He, they make a lot of fat jokes in this game uh, at his at his own uh, 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 discredit. Uh, but he basically he can talk to plants. It's his thing. So. <laughs> If you see,
3: um, if you <laughs> the right.
0: opening for this game, you, you see Oscar like bending down and putting his ear next to some plants. That's him listening to the plants talk.
3: So he's just a plant uh, whisperer. He
0: has convers- <laughs> He basically like um uh like shuns any sort of like responsibilities. And his mom that looks after him, like, he basically like pushes her away. and He's like, I need to go talk to the plants. I oh, can't deal with you right now. I need to hurry this. Uh, oh, I was supposed to do a bunch of chores. Sorry, I was talking to the plants. Um, So Shit,
2: man. Uh, it's
0: it's like, man, I can't take this guy seriously all the time. Best
2: new character of the year. I,
0: I guess it, one thing, it's like he talks to the plants. On the other hand, he's basically supposed to be that guy who's like, I know everything there is to know about plants. I can tell you which ones are good and which ones are poisonous. And so I can I can be very helpful that way. Uh, he was – kind of, it's kind of funny because once some of the other characters get introduced, I don't think I ever used Monica or Oscar in my party after that point. You probably could do something with them. Uh, but they've got all these other characters that show up later on that join your party and some really cool designed characters as well um, that will, you'll be able to – up for yourself it's it's um i
2: have a question about oscar real fast sure yeah is there any time you go up against a plant enemy has a negotiate skill with the plant man that would have been awesome (laughs) but no
3: (laughs) (laughs) i
0: don't think there's actually now that i think about it i oh there is some plant monsters i was thinking for a second think they're like are there any plant monsters uh, yeah they totally are uh that you fight against but no he just beats them up like oh, he totally he totally goes care. against his creed of like protecting the plants and being very kind to them by basically hitting them with his his weapon all the time his, his hammer it's like wait a second you're, t- you're preaching about how we we're supposed to be kind to nature and then you go out and fight them anyway it's like well, i guess it's they attacked us first. You know, it's like the self-defense. Plant okay. discrimination. Yeah, I can't it's, believe this. Oh, what a hypocrite. Uh, but the, oh, this all comes down to it's like so. I've got like this casting character. So um, she runs a shop, and so she've got she's got this cauldron, um, that. Like I said you can you can basically upgrade the the cauldron itself by unlocking new ones and so you can expand the, num- the size of the grid uh the spaces that are in the grid itself have like um they might have like start with like different spots where it's like okay if you put a red item here it's gonna be more it's gonna uh have more benefit to it. it it's gonna uh, the it's gonna grow even more, and so you're basically using the puzzle feature. It's that you're supposed to kind of like let me get all the white objects into this one corner because it's gonna keep growing and growing and growing, and then I can uh, increase the percentage of white on this grid, and so it's gonna help me unlock those treats I was talking about before. Um, it's it's a lot of that, but by the end of the game, I had a cauldron that was able to I was able to rotate the pieces. Any direction I wanted to, I was able to like put an item at anywhere I wanted to, and unlocked the uh, it basically surrounded it by the same color, so I can even grow it a lot quicker than I did. So it's kind of that game. It's a lot of um, the tealer series is known for its tedium, and that's kind of the that's that's the same thing here. It's a lot of focusing on upgrading and grinding and um, doing all kinds of stuff, learning new recipes, and so the whole plot of the game, it's. Like I said, I can't really excite my 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 impressions of it, but uh, I can just tell you for a fact it's not going to do anything different than the other games I haven't already done, okay. which is kind of a very it's a very straightforward game, a very uh, laid back experience. So that's how people will find out for themselves, uh, and you'll find out in my review when I talk about it. But the Sophie, um, then I said like her friends Oscar and Monica Visitor. her. Uh, Plakta is actually a book uh, that is left. That uh Plakta, that Sophie comes across in her shop one day uh, when Monica comes over, she's like, "What's this book? It's got like it's got this book, but it's got a bunch of like bookmarks in it, like uh, like those little pieces of tape that you put in a book to kind of keep your place." And so the whole point of the story is that she's supposed to learn new recipes and uh, write them in the book because Plocta is a talking book, and so right. she. But she's uh, also amnesia. She has amnesia, uh, which is this sounds familiar. A weird trope. If it wasn't for the fact that it was a book, and so it's a really weird like. She doesn't omission. talk plants either, does she? No, but it's <laughs> it's um, uh, it's really weird. It's like Plakta is apparently like a very like this alchemist that has got like a, is is used to be like a, a master of alchemy, and so she's like kind of teaching her new stuff every now and then uh but sophie's helping her regain her memories um and so it's and then later on in the game you get to the point where you are able to and this is something that has been shown in the trailers as well you get to uh use the doll make feature which basically creates her turns into her like a human form that you saw uh in all tons of those like key visuals of like what plakta looks like she's like that short um short girl with the blue hair that's um and you get to kind of customize her look um i don't know it using... looks purple to me purple <sighs> <laughs> is it purple or is it blue i'm gonna look this up it's...
2: i i, I kind of remember it being i don't more... need your bullshit uh <laughs> it, it seems a little bit more purple if I remember it, it. it is actually
0: kind of a bluish purplish kind of like okay we're not gonna sit here and debate the colors. <laughs> uh Actually, I think it's uh, it's kind of funny because I, I looked up on a description. And someone put silver. I'm like, no, nah, it's not. Silver. It's lavender. Yeah. All right. We
1: all disagree on the silver.
0: Oh my god, let's not get into this. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it, the doll feature basically kind of you uh, use the materials that you've gathered throughout the game and are able to enhance her uh, uh, stats, but also unlock different looks for her as well. So she's okay. got like, and the looks are like way different. Um, from each other Uh, I've gotten a few of them but I don't know how many there are but I will say that this this game um, uh, has a look to it and so you'll be able to uh, have some fun with that so And then other than that, there's other characters that you come across that um, I don't want to get into too much into, but um, there's a lot of unique characters, both male and female, that have got their own quirks about them that you get to learn about and get to really get into their stories as well because if you spend enough time, it's another one of those games where there's no um, uh, there's no time management. So cool. you don't have a deadline. Um, they got rid of that uh so once again they got rid of that and so you can basically spend as much time as you need to in that game and just have fun and not worry about um trying to get things done and, and before something might happen uh you can spend days weeks months inside of your, your Atelier shop and not worry about what's happening outside like okay there's overwhelming evil that's like threatening Does the whole
2: you like a ground at some the point
0: existence of the human race and that here I am, just spending the most time trying to go for that platinum or something. I don't know. So it's so, it's, so
2: there's no way to like to like Sophie won't turn into a grandma no matter what. At least. Man,
0: if if they ever come with a game that's got like aging to it, actually that's uh, that's a good that's segue cool. into the game I was gonna talk about after this. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I, 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 I will mention that Are I you was laughing also at me? <laughs> I was playing some Samurai Rising by the way. That's a mobile game that Square just put out. It's a very action RPG with. It's not that great. It's got a cool uh, design. it got nice music to it, but I don't think Summer is going to be that game. It's got this kind of interesting board game mechanic that was kind of like Disgaea and that you roll a die, and then you basically go across a board and unlock new stat bonuses and other things to use in the game. But it's, at least from the first impression I got, it's like it's yet another action rpg from square enix um that likely won't be localized like most of their games uh on that platform so that's not what they get to but what i was actually going to get to is they announced a new speaking of rolling a die you know my loot box is in overwatch i'm just kidding
3: I'm not... I, <laughs> I don't I have
0: like too much. I have,
2: I have, I have too much overwatch it'll never end <laughs> uh, i
0: all right this morning i finally started playing it because i bought it and i spent like two hours when i meant to spend like a match or two that's
2: my friend and I uh, are no- no- notorious in our group for the like we're like the just one match bro, one more match brothers. It's it's we're bad. That's we get super salty about like it's like oh we lost that match oh that match didn't last long enough just we're just gonna do one more that's all.
0: No, I all I right. get
2: that I got that from like I had a bad match and I'm like
0: man, if it wasn't for my team I'd be doing so much better. I can't like quit unless I get a good team, and that's, that's that's like I need a good team to leave leave feeling happy about yeah. my performance.
2: It's, Last time we were talking about Overwatch, because it's open beta, now it's officially out. It's super fun. Go fucking if you I if, need even it. yeah if you're not if you're not even if you're not at the FPSs, it's it's it does shake up that genre quite a bit, and it does it really well. It's got those RPG hooks, which is like you level up yeah. your character and like loot boxes and things like that. Or you can just just spend over a little bit of your real life money, and, you know, get a lot of boxes. It I already does. play
1: League. I do the same thing there.
2: <laughs> God. There you go. You <laughs> can you trash. can just you can you can join like uh, my friends are <sighs> who spent like 200 bucks on boxes alone. Go. I looked up, up how on, much
1: I've spent on League the other day. There's a there's a How much did you app.
2: give us an estimate?
1: Should I say? Everyone will hate me. <laughs> oh, <there's laughs> I've, I've spent. In the past four years, I've spent uh, six hundred dollars. Oh my! That's god,
2: just <laughs> god. whale over there. <laughs> oh, she went for the best value option. Already.
1: <laughs> it is I the best to, value. Yes. I, I mean, you know, god. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> Only a little. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I, I will mention a that car
1: down payment.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Six hundred dollars. What you can do with that instead, um, it but it takes
2: about four years. It's not that bad. <laughs> I don't think
0: I've ever spent money on a free-to-play game or anything like that before. It's like it's I've always or like microtransactions by itself. Maybe like expansion packs, but that's like it. Um, I will mention that you can still get Origin, like the, the PlayStation. Let's just say the console version. You can get on Amazon for like. 49 bucks, and the PC version for 40 So you can actually get it below the retail price if you just check those places. So something worth looking into. Uh, this Lord knows how much art there is of that game. Oh, Lord. man. That's, that's why
3: that I want game. it yeah
0: <laughs> it's legitimately like a very open welcoming game and andrea if you're gonna get it get it on playstation 4 get it on, on pc it. You just play no. oh god playstation 4 we not go? a lot of, there's not a lot of us <laughs> we need people to, i need people to play with i just want to be diva that's
1: how i want
0: to do you if, okay, if you're going to be one of those players that only chooses one character the entire oh, time, here he comes. I'm going to be super angry. <laughs>
2: See, that's why you should just go join PC. We're more welcome. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that <laughs> PS4 player that. Oh, Are you? Bull. I can't believe, I can't believe you- what I'm hearing. Sh- 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 sh-
0: sh- re- I played it on PC for a bit, and people were yelling all the damn time about choosing different characters. So don't Can give me get that. Did the
1: League much. community over? That's probably
0: what happened. <laughs> the League probably. community. Probably. <laughs> the <battle> board
1: community.
0: Switched over to Overwatch. I think like on, on like on a site like Playasia or something. it's like it's eighteen bucks. You can get that game now. I don't even.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you're saying we should just go to Battleborn. Okay.
0: Honestly, I don't know anything about that game enough to be into it. But apparently, it's like you want to play, but Overwatch you get over and done with in like in five minutes. In Battleborn, apparently, it's like a MOBA, so it's going to take you like forty-five minutes to an hour to beat a. a to complete a round in that game, so I don't know. It's about
2: well, the, the, the start factoring in like uh, which one do you say just one more match, more or two. Those match was... well, is a lot easier because yeah, you those... <laughs>
0: get it in before you go to work or something. But,
2: but you'll you'll do it like eight to nine times in a row, and right. then and it's...
1: suddenly it's five a.m. and you
0: will feel like a lot more productive than you were in Battleborn because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be you get those highs and lows a lot quicker than you would in Battleborn, where it's like you get experience in one match. And, like if you lose, well. That was an hour of my life where everything fell apart at the end.
2: <laughs> All right, let's let's go make a Dota Two community for our PG yes. side.
0: Dota Two community, where are you going with this? I'm not gonna go here. I tried Dota Two. That
2: game's. We
1: hard. need to form a pro team.
2: I just like come over to the league, guys. It's great. <laughs> I I just spent a dime on it. It's just fantastic. <laughs>
0: I'm about to play an Overwatch pro team at this rate, but I know there's so many people that already know like the ins and outs of maps and stuff like that that can decimate everybody. So I'm not concerned about that. But what I was gonna get to uh, before is that uh, with Atelier Sophie, of course, trying to explore new things, we've got a brand new game that was just announced recently by Gust for the series Atelier Ferris. Uh, Ferris, I guess.
2: Ferris. Uh, Ferris.
0: I think it's well, like someone thought it was Phyllis I think it was Gamatsu something Phyllis. Phyllis but it's it's Ferris um so I'm gonna pronounce it like that I think that's actually My the goes exactly <laughs> uh, so that is kind of like in um uh Verona uh, maruru Mur- and Totori. it's it's the second game in this in the sub series uh after Sophie that just is about to come out here but uh Sophie came out in November in Japan so it makes a little more sense if you think about it in that context why it seems like it's gonna announce so soon but then again Gus
2: has always been the guys that use the same engine just churn these things out i mean that's a, that's a, the that's a whole atelier cycle i mean they go off to the japanese release dates it's, it's like usually usually by the time we get a new atelier game here that the, the next one's already announced
0: yeah it's something like always you're always looking forward to something that's what i kind of appreciate more about the size of those companies versus like say like square enix or something where it's like okay you announce a game we'll not get in a couple couple years or something like that um so atelier ferris is A very a much more ambitious game in the series in that they're promising quite a lot of things with this one. And so, um, for one thing, there's no there's no longer going to be like kind of a central hub that you always return to in these games. Like in Sophie, it's just a town, and like same with the other ones, you go back to town when you need to uh, do any sort of alchemy. Here, it's that you're you're going on a journey uh, with. Your sister and so it's all about this the story takes place like this underground mining town uh in this very kind of remote region uh this desolate region as it were so you've got uh ferris um uh, who's this young girl that kind of dreams about going outside after being stuck inside this once again this kind of this desolate region for all of her life this and uh you know the whole town this this tiny little town uh of miners the place has been kind of barricaded and it's blocked by this giant gate and so she can't go past that unless she gets permission to and because she's just a minor uh they obviously don't need her leaving town at all so why bother uh we don't really know the context about like why they can't let her go outside i guess it's probably just because it's dangerous out there and you know what's the point um but She's also got the sister Leanne that uh, is a hunter, so she's allowed to go outside every now and then because, of course, she needs to get some food to bring back to feed people. No, she doesn't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she's just going out there and going to like mall and just in that place up. Alchemists uh, don't eat. Don't lie. That's true. Sure, they could actually make their own food if they wanted to using like the random rocks that they found around. <laughs> like, no, you could make that make a potion out of that. Um, just like well water all the time. Um, but so. You know, obviously, Leanne is like feeling very, you know, bothered by the fact uh, that her sister can't leave this place. She's stuck here all of her life. Um, she's uh, she's 15 years old now, so Ferris is like obviously gone through a whole life not being able to go out the outside. But then there's there's kind of like this. They don't really say how this happens, but apparently Ferris has this, like an encounter with alchemy. I imagine maybe there's someone from the outside that came in and then kind of showed it to her, and so she's she was obviously. Uh, um had this uh, grand ambition to go out finally to see the world and you know learn more about this strange new power that she can apparently use um because uh you can be bo- you actually it's kind of like a natural thing you're kind of born with the ability to make alchemy a lot of the time um or it can be taught to you but that's apparently very very difficult and so that's there's a huge difference between those things uh so the the whole point of this game The subtitle of the game is The Alchemist of the Mysterious Journey. So, every sub-sterious has got a theme to it. This one's always about like mysterious. Uh, So, this is about going out into the world. And so, on your journey, that's where you can actually perform your alchemy. You can create a bonfire, a bonfire, and then uh, pitch a tent. And in that tent, you can do your alchemy while you're going along. Now, there are towns that you, of course, get to visit and uh, meet different people, of course, and perform alchemy there, I'm sure. But um, it's all they're putting the, a big focus on the environments themselves. And so one thing that they've kind of talked up is how much bigger the maps are going to be. And going from uh, Atelier Sophie, which, you know, to be blunt, it's not... The size of the maps aren't that much different from the PlayStation 3 era. Um, these are... They're promising that you can have a town and a mountain inside the same map. And so you're not like going to like the overworld and choosing the place to go. It's like you go here. It's like you're in town. And then you can leave town and go on your adventure and not see a loading screen. You see that mountain? You can climb it. You can climb that mountain. And then I... Doubt that because it doesn't. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's, not it's that. Seriously, not going <laughs> to go to that.
0: <laughs> an open-world Teler game would be pretty damn awesome, but it's it's probably never going to get to that point because uh, they don't have the budget for it.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is a really interesting uh, departure for them. Now uh, that you don't have a central base of like operations, I, I really dig that. There's this whole focus of like, you know, you're, you're kind of like I'm not a bonafide alchemist, but you're, you're you're working on. You don't have like this super like lavish setup. You have to, You're working with what you got. You what you can carry on this journey. Yeah, and it's got some
0: pretty cool things that they were talking about it and the fact that, like, the appearance of the characters change as they go from region to region. So you're not always wearing the same clothes, which is kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if they're going to give you the ability to switch clothes wherever you are, kind of like in the other games. Like, How about, like,
2: make it like FF10, too, where you can just switch clothes in battle? Yeah, that's... Hmm? I don't. Know. There's. I doubt it. <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, <laughs> this, this isn't like it's not job classes. I mean, it's not just changing jobs here. It's, mm-hmm. God, that sounds bizarre. Yeah, I yeah. I played you be... one of
1: those games that since like Iris on the PS2. Right,
2: there you go. <laughs> you should
0: re- actually now that like a now, lot
1: now, of
2: things now, now on that the it's media, like actually named like Iris just with an F, you're, mm-hmm. you're qualified. <laughs> you?
0: Well, you can get like you can get those games for like twenty bucks now. Uh, a lot of those games. So it's actually I would mm-hmm. highly recommend it if you're not opposed to kind of the more Tedious things, but in, in a good way. It's like if you're if you're someone who kind of likes a very light-hearted, laid-back experience, and not uh, something that's always in your face uh, all the time, and just something very leisurely um, and slice of life kind of thing. If you're into those types of anime, it's actually a, a very fun experience that way. And not to not to downplay it though, it's that like this is kind of why I always talk about Escalation a lot is that the combat system is like Final Fantasy X on mm-hmm. steroids it's really great <laughs> so they they do know where to put uh, a lot of focus on to make at least uh, engaging in that in that respect but going back to uh, Atelier Ferris is that some of the other things is that they put player choice in this game where it's that say the, the example that they gave is that Ferris walks up to this broken mm-hmm. bridge now she can decide to hire a carpenter to come fix that bridge and then have a place uh, have a you know a a path to go over or she can kind of go on a detour to a cave that looks dangerous and just go through it that way not bother spending the money to hire a carpenter and wait for that to be built just kind of going way, and who knows this cave might have some special items that you can't find anywhere else you just have to kind of put up with the danger in order to uh, get those items that you need but um that uh, it's it's a lot of the same stuff that anyone just played the recent games the only big difference i've seen is that they are promising this super dreadnought synthesis which just means that you can create items that wouldn't fit inside a cauldron uh when you think about it uh, you, like they said you can build like a boat
2: oh my god that sounds amazing
0: yeah so <laughs> the fact that they're going to build a boat means apparently you're going to be able to like Travel across the sea to go to like different places, maybe different islands or whatever. So, just on that alone, the fact you're going to build a boat and not like an airship, which in Eskanology, it didn't seem different than just you know saving time getting from place to place. A boat obviously implies there's different um, geography that you'll have to manage. Uh, it means the size of the game seems like it's going to be on a big scale, which is kind of crazy when you think about it because Sophie is like I said it's not that different in terms of scale than the other games but uh Atelier Ferris, at least based on what they're talking about and what they're implying is that it's a much much bigger game that kind of takes more advantage of the PlayStation 4 uh,
2: and the power of it and so right it's not being the like a, uh Sophie was on the PS3 in Japan too right so this is only for PS4 and Vita Yeah, Yeah. that's the kind of the downside is that they're still releasing
0: for the Vita. I wish they just kind of focused on the new one. Uh, But then again, it's like it's probably going to be hard enough to say like, okay, well, if you got the first game, you're going to have to buy a whole new console if you want to play the second one uh, or something. At least they kept some of the prior people on board. Um, But that's Japan. Obviously, the Vita and the PlayStation for like one and two over there a lot of the time nowadays uh, in terms of hardware sales. So, of course, they still want to, you know, survive as a company so that makes a lot of sense in that regard but they're talking about like all these different places you get to go all these people you get to meet so they're really taking that whole journey aspect to heart so i'm kind of i'm I'm really interested in that really excited and apparently they're gonna have like um i think it's like gonna actually this week i believe they're gonna have a broadcast no it's actually uh it's the week of it's actually um the week of e3 i think which is Pretty poor. I mean, it's the, yeah, it's the Monday of E three, June thirteenth. Oh the god!
2: Broadcast. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be on during like like it's Sunday night then, like late Sunday night. Mm, uh, they haven't set a time
0: yet, oh. um, but it's gonna have its first trailer. Um, it's yeah, but the fact that yeah, it's gonna be Monday. Yeah, it applies. It's, it's gonna be like Sunday night sometimes. So. Hopefully are going to check it out, but seeing the first trailer, I'm very interested in that. Uh, you can check up on the post that we have on the site. Uh, we basically posted as much news as what they've showed so far about it. Um, they have the two different artists like they did before, so that's about it. Um, that's all we know about it. We'll talk about more when there's more news. But now, moving to the next big piece of news, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Who, who, wanted, who, wants, to talk, who wants to tackle that one?
2: Andrea wants to tackle it. Oh yeah.
1: man, I haven't okay. played one since X. I know I'm gonna get Pokemon Sun because the Pokemon looks cooler and there those you are go. my thoughts.
2: Pokemon X. That's
0: why <laughs> <probably, laughs> that's a cool <laughs> review on <Andrea. laughs> the last one I played was like blue, so you've got more you, you have your expert knowledge compared to me.
1: <laughs> I haven't even watched the new trailer yet. Um, oh my gosh! It just showed off the legendaries, right? Andrea,
0: you can't talk about this. Uh, okay,
1: right, so right, fine. Right.
2: I'll, I'll handle this. <laughs> I'll uh, Pokemon winged. Sun and Moon got a new trailer. Uh, but one of the first things that they showed off in this new one is they're showing off the legendaries and their names that you saw on their um, the cover art. They for the Sun version you have Solgaleo, and then for the Moon version you have Lunala. Uh, Solgaleo looks like some mixture of Entei and uh, Digimon um, of some sorts. Uh, Lunala, I have no fucking clue what the, I can't even draw comparisons of what that looks like. Um, That's they, a bad one. <laughs> I don't know. Moon looks pretty badass. Uh, they show off the the new region in Pokemon Sinnoh. It's a Lola. It's like a series of islands. So it's more of a tropical uh, atmosphere this time around. It's basically Hawaii. That's yeah, it's, it's straight <laughs> up
0: Hawaii. That's what it is. That's
2: there. Yeah, pretty much. So the. Like, Miss Lane's new info here is that uh, Q- you're going to be losing a- quite a bit of QR codes in it. They have this QR scanner function in uh, Sun and Moon now that uh, uh, correlates to, like, uh, Redent readin- in there. God. So, like, it, like, it, like like say there's a certain QR code pattern that, uh, sh- that'll that show, like, what kind of Pokemon will show up there. That's also how you register Pokemon into your Pokedex now. And, like, you can share those QR codes uh, with your friends. So if they don't have a Pokemon, it's like, here's a QR code for this Pokemon. It'll register into their Pokedex. <laughs> um and then it's just it's moving
0: pokemon wild. it's like real world stuff it's like pokemon go is gonna be bad enough about this stuff now it's oh, like yeah. oh, qr it's, codes
2: does pokemon have like qr scanner things in it seriously
1: it doesn't right it was animal crossing so. it's
0: like, yeah it's, it's actually stood <laughs> up like it uses the screen to show the pokemon even. yeah it's like it's like that but I don't know. It's they couldn't kind of just make up a name for it instead of QR codes. But anyway. Yeah, they
2: have this new uh, Rotom Pokedex. Apparently now, I don't know if this is a new thing, but apparently there's it this is. new Pokemon uh, called Rotom that lives inside your Pokedex that not only records you know yeah. Pokemon info, but also shows your current current location and the next destination you travel towards.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's it is new. And another thing it does is it gives you hints. Like if you're lost, it tells you what you can do uh, to get to the next. Part of your story i guess but yeah that's i like a lot of the reaction to that I was like why do i want something talking to you all the
2: time like, yes.
0: I, I get annoyed enough <laughs> just deal with some other people
2: and then there's gonna be a lot more uh new info on pokemon sun and moon at the apparently the te- uh, uh you know at first, we thought that only Zelda is gonna be at E3 for Nintendo. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that is not the case. Zelda's only playable, only playable game on the show floor at E3. But in terms of like new, po- uh, new Nintendo info, there's gonna be a new uh, Nintendo Treehouse stream on June 15, and it'll be up, uh, you know, highlighting you know 3DS and Wii U releases uh, and the games that they mentioned on top of Pokemon Sun and Moon was Monster Hunter Generations, Dragon Quest 7, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sessions Sharp FE. So. There is more to, uh, Nintendo these days than Zelda.
0: That is kind of the feeling uh, that we're getting right now. But obviously, who knows? They might have their own separate event for Zelda that'll have even more
2: news than what we're going to get at I, E3. I think, they, I think they, have, they have that like the main Treehouse stream that's uh, dedicated to Zelda. It's like a whole day of Zelda, and then and then like and then their standard Treehouse stream that's like pre-recorded and stuff. Uh, yeah,
0: so- it's probably going to be like two separate things at this point because it's let me let me look up the schedule because i actually made um i I got this down somewhere i want to look this up because uh they did announce the order of the events that are going to be helping out and so i want to kind of get this up here because apparently it's it's they are going to have a lot more than just yeah we were kind of talking about this before it's going to have more than just zelda um they're also going to have Uh, Another, just like last year, they're going to be talking about Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Sharp FE, so be looking forward to that. Um, And then, uh, yes, okay, so the way the schedule works, I've got it up now. June 14th, starting at 9 Pacific time, uh, Legend of Zelda Wii U followed by Pokemon Sun and Moon. So it's actually going to be two different things okay. on the same day. So it's not a whole day of Zelda anymore. It's actually, they changed that whole... What a
2: shame. <laughs> yeah, God. right? I like, wanted 10 hours of Zelda straight. Yeah, I can miss the first <laughs> hour,
0: then you're going to be completely lost for the next 23 hours or something. Um, <laughs> then June 15th, starting at 10, it's going to be started with Pokemon Go. And then they're also going to have uh, uh, Monster Hunter Generations. Just Dragon Quest Seven. they made that clear. Not Dragon Quest Eight, but then again, like... It's eight, like you know what to expect out of that. Seven is obviously the much bigger deal, in my opinion, just because it's a 3D remake <laughs> compared to like how it looked on the PlayStation. I mean, uh, with a lot more content in, included. And then Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE is on the 15th. So, there's, yeah, it's, it's 14th and 15th. So, we just need to be clear about that stuff, um, but it's on all of Nintendo's channels like YouTube, Twitch, and their website e3.nintendo.com. You can watch the stream for that stuff there, um, and then yeah, it's and they always have like something on the floor itself showing the stream. Like, it's kind of funny. Exiled is the only game playable game they're gonna show on the floor. I would imagine 75% of that booth is going to be taken up just by them showing the Treehouse
2: live stream of them playing right. on the stage. Dude, they're going to immerse mm-hmm. you in the world of Zelda, okay? They really will.
1: Last year, it was just like a tiny little area for them to stream live stuff and they had that huge setup for all their games. That's was, kind of...
0: Wasn't it like the... That was, was that? the big, like, Mario... Super Mario Maker, like, the their big anniversary special because, like, that, that... They had, like, one section for Star Fox and Mario mm-hmm. and they had the yeah. section for, like... Uh, I forget what game they were showing up last year but they had like a bunch of different stations set up I just remember like Just Dance having nobody in front of it I took a picture
1: <laughs> I <laughs> sat in the corner and played Chibi Robo so.
0: yeah there you go Chibi Robo that's yeah and they had like Yoshi and the Kirby game and stuff like that too yeah so that was exciting stuff My um, man just Zelda they don't even have like the new Kirby game that's coming out 3DS they don't have the Paper Mario game either that's like really you don't cool. understand
2: they're gonna immerse you in the world of zelda i just I want to like go it there. I am
0: It's gonna be like that. a bunch of like murals and stuff like that like you imagine like the whole place is gonna be like just like a, a playstation experience they have like this huge uncharted thing where it's like you walk across bridges and there are trees and all this other stuff to get into the experience i imagine it's gonna be like the same with oh zada imagining... like they're gonna like create a whole dungeon you have to go to the dungeon and then experience it for yourself. <laughs> this, that. you have to like cross like lava to get to like the kiosk. I reminded
2: of like <laughs> like the Indiana Jones ride, at like Universal Studios. If you remember, like the layout of like how to get to, onto that ride, it's like a whole freaking jungle. Type oh of game kill. Gosh. They brought <laughs> like like. Monsters from the like
0: a giant, like one of those spiders that ca- crawl over down, yeah.
2: Up. It's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, a typical, a typical like, Selma. uh, the Yadda Jones, like, K, like, bongo, 7.
0: bongo, and just yeah. like all these. Oh my god, guys, <laughs> just like, starts there, speed <laughs> <laughs> the crap out of you as you I get to, t- like, I just want to play the game. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm just like, never mind. God. <laughs> I really don't want to be in the world of this. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: go to the screenings. <laughs>
0: Are you serious? Like, I a, 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 a guess it's like they also, I forget what they said, like, the actual demos itself, uh, the rumor, it's a rumor. Uh, going around it's like there's two different what uh demos that you can play and one i think can last up to like one's like half an hour up to an hour or something like that i can imagine the lines of that thing it's going to be insane
2: it just be like the full game so i can speed run it there
0: yeah like if if, the thing is is that it's it's obviously going to be the inferior version compared to like the nx uh at least in terms of like visually uh I mean, I still prefer the GameCube version of Twilight Princess just because... That's of, for
2: obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot better than using that Wiimote for anything. Oh really. I hate motion control for anything. But um, yeah, just the experience of like being in there and like seeing people stay in line for like the, the entire day just to play a single demo. I might not, I mean thankfully i get to i think i have something with nintendo so at least i think i get to go there but boy if i didn't i would not that's why the thing about e3 is that i just don't understand people who stay in line for like the whole day just to play a single game because <laughs> it's like you guys it's gonna be at game stop in a few months let's just move
2: on so you don't understand
0: i need to play this game <laughs> God, i need to play the next call of duty so i'll be here for six hours i'll see you later Damn bye Ryan. family peace <laughs> Lunch, breakfast, dinner. I don't need that. I need just to stay online.
2: I brought Lunchables. Like, I eat Call of Duty game this online.
0: It's it's kind of funny because like RPG demos are the worst in that like you you're getting like a 15 minute taste or something of like a 40 hour game, mm-hmm. so that's usually a very bad experience. Uh, very typically. So then yeah, it's like so Nintendo's got all the news at E3. Like I said, we'll have some more stuff on that. But let's talk about. A whole bunch of release dates and localizations. Yes, why don't you go over those for me, Josh.
2: All right. For us. So we finally have a date on the PC version of Zero Time Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Confirm the this, uh, Steam this page going up. It's going to be out on June 29th. And that's a day after the handheld versions come out, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes, a day that after,
0: was... a day before Europe. So yep. right in the middle there.
2: Uh, awesome. They said, quote, unquote, a few days later at that panel at um, Anime... I momocon? Heard, well, 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 it's momocon, momocon. momocon. I, I
0: actually want to correct myself i said a day after europe it's actually um it's a day after north american europe a day before japan is actually the bizarre right.
2: thing the, oh yeah mm-hmm. but anyway yeah so, so uh, and there's are there's already a steam page for it up uh it'll have lots of goodies on it it's gonna be i don't know if they announced a price for it I'm just imagine it's gonna be i think they did i think it's like think 40 bucks yeah, yeah i just think the others so yeah So that's also that's awesome. Um, Next one that just barely came up on the day of this recording earlier this day, they announced a new Super Robot Wars, Super Robot Wars V. The only one here that probably cares about coming to PlayStation Four and Vita, (laughs) and I am fucking stoked! Holy shit! Um, it's there coming... only been there's
0: only been like four though so far. It's the fifth one, <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> it, that's that's gotta be right. That's you, not. You
2: don't, you, don't want know you don't want to see the full list.
0: Is actually they should put like L
2: or something like that. Or it. I think they already have L out of right hand. Though. Or C. They should put a Super Robot Sword C because of like ninety nine other games. I'm trying to think of. No, I don't know. I, no, I don't think C's been taken yet. They they've got through a lot of letters already. All right. Oh um. So it's in. It's coming out in uh, 2017 for Japan. Uh. The really awesome news about all this is. That it's getting the same treatment as uh, Super Robot Wars OG, the Moon Developers. It's going to have an Asian uh, release on it uh, that'll have English subtitles. Bizarre so, is like a standard thing now almost. That's, yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. Kind of huge for them uh, to do that. Yeah, especially because uh, it it made more sense in OG The Moon Dwellers because it had all original properties on it, so they do not have to worry about licensing things. But in this new one, in V, it is actually a. Uh, a standard SRW with all your uh, all the memorable mechs that you see in anime and more and, and or, anime properties like a certain yeah, controversial
0: yeah. one that people are confused we, about.
2: Got Gundam in there. Evangelion, Full Metal Panic. No, and I'm then, not yeah. talking about those. I know, I know, but the uh, and then you have Cross Ange yeah. in it, and you know it's always a big controversial uh, hell controversial thing in the anime the community. Is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, the first episode has like been
0: burned. Oh my pretty. God, it
2: has a really really bad. First episode.
0: God, and we were like, you we know, like, should go back and watch it again because it's getting
2: better. I was look, like, you know what? Uh-uh. I don't hate the show. I actually like it. All things considered, God, it's such a weird show. Anyway, sorry, but um, that that was super uh freaking amazing. Uh, to, also to see that um space battleship Yamato twenty one ninety nine in it. and not because there's they're getting a little bit more liberal liberal with the the things that they decide to represent in there. Usually, uh, traditionally in SRW games. Usually have this weird requirement of like it has to have had an animated adaptation or it needs to be having an animated thing in the in the past. Now you have certain properties that were always only manga. There's no animated part of them that exists. You have things like uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway Splash and Mobile Suit uh, Crossbone Gundam Skullheart. Both are so good. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> really good. <Sorry>. And uh, <laughs> and Shin Mazinger Zero. Uh, all, they've only been you know in manga, but now they're also coming to a main SRW uh, game, and I think they're getting a little bit more loose with that, especially now that they kind of wedged that into some of the handhelds and the novel content from Full Metal Panic coming to these games. I, I'm super excited, and to see that this is going to get an English release, I'm, I couldn't be any happier. There's no better time to be a Super Robot Wars fan, so go fucking play it. And isn't the other like? Isn't Moon Dweller's out like in a couple months? Yeah, Moon Dweller, the, the English version of Moon Dweller's is coming out in August, like early August. The Japanese version is coming out on June thirtieth. I there's no time to fucking get play the Japanese version because <laughs> there's gonna be Star Ocean Five and Zero Time Dilemma and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It is, it's too much. <laughs> it's a busy An- time for the wallet. It is. Um, another awesome. Localization that that was announced uh, by Rice Digital was Steinsgate Zero sequel to Steinsgate is coming this year uh, to PlayStation Four and Vita. Uh, there's no further concrete info on like exact dates or anything, but just knowing that it's gonna get uh, an official English release uh, is super awesome. I've hearing, been hearing very 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 good things about uh, Steinsgate Zero. Picks up right after the original one, so go read the first one. On that one.
0: Yeah, I heard great things as well from the people that I follow that actually got to play it. Um, so. I, I, I do need to play the first one.
2: Apparently, I'll be able to play it after
0: E3, so that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: another thing is we have a, a date on Yomawari Night Alone. Uh, previously announced we be a uh, PS Vita exclusive. It's also coming to PC, both day and date, on October 25th in North America and October 28th in Europe. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll
0: tell I heard, Once again, I heard great things about that game as well so
2: it's so cute so adorable (laughs) yeah but uh, apparently it's got like a pretty dark story so that should be exciting um next one is square enix has said that they are working on localizing the vita version of romancing saga 2 they've heard the fans loud and clear and you know it was previously released a few weeks back for the ios and android but there is a vita version out in japan so people are like we want that version and they're like all right we're working on it, so.
3: Yeah,
0: stay uh, tuned for more news, and exactly. I'm, I'm playing that game right now, actually, and so we'll have a review up for the uh, Android version up momentarily, but yeah, that's great, because uh, yeah, the
2: really fact good. that
0: we were kind of blown away that it was even coming over at all, and now it's like on all the platforms, it was out in Japan, that's great, too.
2: I'm, I'm glad that they actually took it to heart, they're actually listening, like, okay, yeah, we understand, well, that's, that's awesome, thank you, everyone.
0: Yeah, and then also they kind of uh I announced this last night as of this recording on June fourth that Mobius Final Fantasy is going to be localized as well. It was kind of weird. It was like an update on the Final Fantasy portal app and that all it said was that like, Katasi was like, yeah, we're working on it. We're like these are the plans for the overseas release. Uh stay tuned. It's <laughs> uh, gonna <to> become <laughs> sure I think it's like it'll be here sooner than you think, huh. think. Is that the way you put it?
2: Is Mobius the one that's like a three it
0: D's got like the kind of the in the 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 job changes and all that stuff. It's like a it's like a it's got that weird like portrait view or something like that. It's a really weird looking game, but it's like it's got like full models and all that stuff. Full 3D models, yep. All right.
2: That's uh looking uh shaping up. Also Dragon Quest Builders is coming to the West this October for PlayStation 4 and vita So happy about that. Yeah that's uh basically uh kind of like a Minecraft meets Dragon Quest thing but has you know that that whole uh aesthetic of Dragon Quest and whatnot i don't know too much about the game i played the of it. I, I,
0: i've been watching uh so on the square enix youtube page for japan they've been posting like these hour long and two hour long streams of the game and so i got a pretty good idea of what that is it's a very it's very much like the first dragon quest game is the story that it's trying to tell but it's got like a whole bunch more to it and then it's a very much like a quest based system so people are like why can't you just import the Japanese version? Because it's cheaper now. It's like, no, this is actually a story driven game. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're building all these different, you're building towns, you're rebuilding towns for people. Yeah. Like they're asking you, can you build like this house that have like the certain features in it? There's like and a specifications. cloud.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. kind <laughs> of like that. Yeah, like the <laughs> geo uh, system the like team. that. So that's kind of what that game's about is building all these different things. And like there's, you can create like really elaborate things. Like if you need to get from one place to the next, you can build like a huge, like railroad to go around your entire city. Uh, well, it's practically a city at that point and to like get from one place to the next. So you can actually build these different towns and like share with, share them as all as well. Oh, that's so, awesome. It's a pretty amazing experience and go online and get to check out other people's places. It's, uh, but it's also, like I said, it's got a, it's got a plot. Um, going into it so that should be exciting yeah that's that's a for dragon quest like the last series
2: i think from square enix that like is good yep that was that was announced on the 30th anniversary of dragon quest so happy belated birthday dragon quest you are fucking old the fact that they're bringing that
0: over makes me happy about like the hopeful for like dragon quest 11 and uh yeah heroes Mm -hmm. too so Mm
2: -hmm. also um we have exceed publishing toho scarlet curiosity uh, it's an action RPG. I don't know much about Toho. Do you know much about Toho? I mean, other than the fact that the most of the community is
0: like a bunch. It's m- like mostly fan made games. Like there's the whole like part of it being official or unofficial. It's kind of it blurs the lines. It's like yeah. What, what part? I, is- I think it's super cool that they're actually like you know uh, localizing these Toho fan made games though. I mean, Playism does it as well, but they're not actually, they're kind of releasing it as is for the most part. So like these shooters, so Playism has got like shooters up on their site on Steam, I think even too, not, maybe not Steam. I think think there's a
2: second one because I think the first one is that, oh my god well the name escapes me there's another toho game coming but it was from well,
0: yeah another... like last year they announced like toho is finally going to come to consoles that was the big thing uh because it hasn't been it's always been obviously like a pc dope yeah. game kind of experience so like this is one of those like two or three that they said they're going to bring over so like scarlet curiosity is the only the one i think it's the only one we can actually cover if we wanted to
2: yeah I've... so it's like a bullet hell mixed with an uh, action RPG style. All I know is, like, I only know two names from it, but I know nothing else. I know Reimu and Cerno, and that's it. I don't know any it's, other Toa to- about so- the
0: only two that you need to know, actually. <laughs> <'Cause>
2: I'm sure <laughs> a lot of fans might agree.
0: I don't know. This, this is about, like, a dozen or two dozen Toa girls. I just know that if you go to any sort of convention, you might find, like, a million fan-made Dojin and wait
2: are there like fan-made tohos like not official ones
0: i'm sure just the, based on the fact that you know a lot of this stuff is like it's like it's like the at some point it's going like vocaloid there's gonna be like way more vocaloid or like um uh kantai collection a like kankol it's like a, it's like that <laughs> it's like way more than you think and it's super popular as well so i think like i think in terms of popularity toho competes with kankol for the most part over in japan so
2: it gives you that idea all right. Do you know anything about Toho, Andrea?
1: I don't. I just know Sarna. That's, like, that's Great. my only thing. So there we go.
2: We're experts now. <laughs> I can't wait to review this we one. Name a character. We can do
0: more than probably like 8% I can name of anything a else. Like an
2: American RPG podcast. So, that <laughs> okay. um, so that And then finally, we got an E3 trailer of Cosmic Star Heroine. It uh, looks so a, good. It looks yeah. amazing. I've, been,
0: uh, uh, I've seen that game grow. It's been an amazing experience. Yeah. I got to play some of it like a year ago, and it was such mm-hmm. a very basic thing, getting stuck in trees because it was a beta build. Uh, so <laughs> seeing it uh, grow as much as it has, and excited because it's got like that Sega CD type of feel for it. Yes, It's, a, it, abs- go.
1: it's only 15 bucks, right? I yeah. Think, or something like that? That's great. I don't know. I expected to pay more for that. It looks amazing. I yeah. would pay more for that.
2: Yeah, uh, the the trailer uh, confirms that it's coming out this summer. So just wait a little bit more. It's from the guys who made like the Breath of Death and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's very much like you know a a callback to the Fantasy Star uh, era type of RPGs. Totally, like yeah, like it's got that blend like Genesis like mid early to
0: mid '90s type of look to it. So it's looks great. But that new trailer we've got on the site, you should really check it out if you haven't. Anyone? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) then Then wrap up with some
2: anime anime news but i mean this is important for danganronpa fans danganronpa 3 the future arc premieres on july 11th and the despair arc uh, premieres on july 14th so just be on the watch out for that if you don't want to get spoiled uh just note that the remember the dates and uh, that's also like that's actually a direct sequel of like the danganronpa games prior uh before there's like no like game form of this we no, because yeah.
0: It. Once again, it's like we talked about this before, um, but it's that they for they for went, uh a actual game sequel to make an anime instead, and just moved on to V three, which is a totally different game. Mm-hmm. So that's and then yeah. Spoilers, also... sorry. <laughs> Be, beware, beware of spoilers all over yes. the internet. Worse than Game of Thrones, I'm sure, for some people.
2: <laughs> Watch it ASAP if you care about that. Um, they also have Tales of hysteria The Cross premieres on july 3rd Glad that's you said the cross very japan adaptation. thing to do it's like it's not an next.
0: <laughs> it's a cross
2: but yeah uh so if you wanted to watch tales of hysteria then there you go summer of anime it
0: rolls on it's a very video game focused uh season i guess
2: in this case so i mean you still have a lot of freaking rpgs to get anime adaptations i mean gravity rush isn't really an rpg but that's an anime that's anime
0: right and um, um grand blue, blue, fantasy. blue fantasy yep, yep. Mm-hmm. that's I totally that forgot was, about that that was announced last year yeah and it's got like a they they have like a it was like a very short teaser they haven't shown anything about gravity i think they're rush. gonna yeah i think they're gonna show stuff somewhat soon what that. if it was like it went like E3 it was like Powers and they spent a lot of time talking about Gravity Rush the animating oh
2: animated. my god
0: it's like i <laughs> spent like 45 minutes bringing up the production that's a team. Sony
2: conference oh god
0: that would be if anything I'd be more wait I'd be like 10 times more interested than Powers that's for sure just because it's something <laughs> I actually care
2: about I I don't I I don't know I don't, I don't know how I'd feel if that was like at the Sony conference. Like, by the way, one last thing. It's like, well, it's like when
0: back when PlayStation Three, like with the PlayStation Network, announced, like one of the big things was zammed memories. Well,
2: right, thing. yeah, when they're uh, finally getting anime on the PSN, that's right. Yeah,
0: that was an awesome show. That was from uh, Bones, who mm-hmm. did Full Metal Alchemist, and that. So if you haven't seen zammed you should really check it out. Uh, I think they lost the license to that stuff recently, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, or at least it's out of print now, if I'm not. Which wouldn't be beyond uh, expectations. So
2: check that out. But yeah, uh, all I remember from that uh, era is um, there's this uh, little anime called *The Chevalier Dayon, and that was like touted like the that's... first like natively 1080p anime. That's right. Actually,
0: I think I might have bought that at one point and sold it not long afterwards.
1: <laughs> I didn't think
0: too much of it at the time. I don't think it's actually okay. Yeah, it's
1: making me think about the Zina Saga anime, and now
0: I'm feeling oh uh, upset. No. Let's talk about our best video game, uh, video games adapted into anime. Not
1: Zina Saga. Not Valkyria Chronicles.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, the Valkyria Chronicles three OVA was all right. Okay. Um, not okay. Mass Effect. Not Mass. I forgot. Oh, that's. <laughs> that, that anime was so bad. <laughs> totally forgot about that until you said so. Okay. Uh, Halo. Rag- I think I liked well. Halo was actually decent. Um, was it? You're talking about the Halo. You are talking about like the, Halo, about, like, the uh, animatrix style thing they put out, which was like I, they put like a bunch of like anime directors and made their own Halo stuff. They did that for like Batman. Batman. And for, I think they did that for Halo as well. Let me. Um,
2: I forgot look. the name of it.
1: The Batman stuff was cool. Yeah, the Batman,
2: Like I think the
1: Madhouse.
0: Oh, it's was Halo so. Legends. That was what it was called. It came out like yeah. It was like it was like the they did that for the animatrix it was like gotham knight they had that and halo legends that was like their big things where they just took a bunch of directors and made their own cuts about that stuff that batman one was super weird uh oh yeah it was, like, it was all over the place yeah all over the place um i remember the halo one being all right but like i know we were just joking but i was taking it seriously uh but yeah i think like the only ones i could think of well, Tales of Symphonia was pretty good. Uh, Tales of Abyss was also well. I should say, Tales of Symphonia was okay. Abyss was much better. Um, and then, oh yeah, I did
2: like the Abyss anime.
0: Yeah, I think Ragnarok Online surprisingly good. I, someone made a joke when I posted about the birthday recently. He's like, eh, it wasn't so great. I was like, I thought it was all right. It was super dark. Did you ever see that, Andrea?
1: I didn't see that. I oh my gosh! Mark it's
0: now. at one point it gets kind of depressing. <laughs> it gets like super depressing, especially towards the end. Um, <laughs> I'm i probably forgetting some other um, RPG adaptations of it. I'm just like looking
2: over. Dot Hack, of course. It's not oh, that yeah. they didn't, they
0: didn't really have an anime
2: adaptation. Sign O.G. Oh, well, Sign. like Sign was. Sukasa was as close as you got to like some. But it was a prequel to to like the IMOC quadrilogy. And, think, uh, like, and and Roots was a prequel to GU. They they weren't really anime adaptations, they were actually set before But when you saw Sukasa in Dot uh, Infection, you you're like okay,
0: this guy is from Sign. That's like straight up like almost <laughs> the same character model. Looks exactly like the character from Sine. Um I don't know. I'm a uh, mm.
1: Persona four? That's bad. Oh, that was bad. Oh, my bad. God, it was so
0: oh, bad.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, the, the Persona 3 movies are pretty good.
2: Let's not talk about
0: Persona 4. Persona either. 3 movies I've been meaning to watch because I've heard some great things oh, about Oh, yeah, Persona 3 so movies are good. Stay away from Persona 4 or anything.
1: That's um, so uh, bad. I hate Marie you so hate- much. <laughs> Mary, whatever. It's, it's Marie, right? It's Marie. Yeah, I hate her. Anyway, whatever.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> just take more jabs at, like, you know, video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, at, at this
0: point yeah it's like anyway yeah it's 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 a lot of that stuff i'm sure we already announced a lot of that stuff but yeah similar um,
2: to um how neo got uh changes for the it's alpha from its alpha demo uh valkyria azure revolution has come back up uh um they sega has come back and saying detailing all the changes that they're gonna make to the next you know battle tech demo for it, uh, basically taking everyone's feedback to heart and making uh, vast changes to it. It's uh, a lot more like a strategy game now, yeah, like *Warcraft Chronicles*. It, it, <laughs> yeah, initially, like it was a lot more like an action game, like a hack and slash game. Now it's more RPG, quote unquote RPG-like. Uh, I'm not gonna run down through all the changes, but uh, because it's, it's just a lot. But essentially, in the in the first BattleTech demo, like you run around a field, and then like there are enemies that you can run on uh, into. And then that was like a battle encounter. And it was like a very weird, sluggish, kind of clunky. Uh, think of like the Tales series when you run into a monster and go to that uh, arena type thing. Yeah. They kind of uh, got rid of those encounters. So I guess uh, I assume it's going to be more like seamless. So when you encounter a ba- uh, an enemy, that's, that's what, what you're going to go into. You're not going to go into a separate encounter screen. Um, they implemented like a new action gauge. So I'm going to assume this action gauge kind of... It's, a little bit like Valk- Valkyria Pro, uh,
0: sorry the AP yeah it's totally going to be that I'm sure
2: yeah like it's a gauge that like you know builds up uh, over time allows you to take action this is for both uh, allies and uh, enemies they're gonna add in you know more uh, skills whether it's like magic arts and weapons um, other than that it's it, it they're gonna play the dashing guarding. Um, it's Valkyrie
0: Chronicles* four is what they're basically doing with this. That's what it I don't sounds
2: like. I don't know if it is. It, I, it's I getting to, really close based on I, the description. Yeah, I, have to, yeah. I have to actually see it in motion to like get a better idea because like they they detail all these changes, but it's hard to actually like visualize what they're going for now. Um, so the, the ne- basically the next time you see Valkyrie Azure Revolution* uh, gameplay, it'll be definitely different and hopefully something that we all are more familiar with and more something more appealing.
0: Yeah, and it's going to have a, the demos out this summer.
2: So yeah, they they, they they haven't said they haven't said um exactly how they're going to distribute yet because the first one was distributed in Valkyria Chronicles remastered at the Japanese release. Yeah. But they haven't said exactly how they're going to distribute this uh, yet. So hopefully that uh, the, that shapes up to be really good. I'm really hoping that it's nothing like that first one. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, from the footage we saw, I think we all agreed it was like kind of underwhelming, to, yeah, so. to say the least. To say the Be- least, yeah,
2: being polite. Mm-hmm. Here.
0: Yeah, and then we got. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually see the trailer, but Acubus Beat uh, was announced, which is the spiritual successor to Acubus Trip, uh, which uh, Beat is more of an action RPG. So it's a lot, the big departure from what Trip was. It seems
2: like. Yeah, I saw the trailer. is like more of a concept thing. It's hard to get a read on exactly. You know, what kind, of, what kind of systems are I play? Like, the interface during battles in it kind of g- gives me a Tails vibe, but I'm not exactly sure that's how battles play out. Um, mm. It's interesting to see that the what the, the, the sudden shift in direction to, to make it into an action RPG. Like, uh, it's very uh, headphones-focused. It looks like everyone's like wearing headphones. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. It's like Persona. It's so to <laughs> not that like Persona, Zach.
0: God. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure oh, like every single JRPG is trying to become Persona now. It seems like uh, so,
2: makes sense. Um, Not like Final Fantasy, I guess. Then we also have a release date for Fate Extella, uh November 10 in Japan. Do we uh, know if it's an RPG yet? It. We don't know if it's actually an <laughs> RPG. So, but, uh, we're, we're, we're going off the assumption that like since the other games in that series were RPGs, like Fate Extra, and Fate Extra CCC, we're we don't know if this is an RPG, but. We're still gonna do. We're still gonna go roll, uh, roll with it. Um, they announced uh, new characters coming to it and a bit of uh, returning ones. The returning ones are is Mume, which is more uh, an archer. That's uh, Emiya's name in uh, Fate Extra is known as Mume because that's basically Japanese for nameless for plot reasons. Uh, uh, Gilgamesh and Artoria, they're both staples in the Fate uh, universe in general. Then you also have um, Ruler John the Ark uh, from Fate Apocrypha and Fate Go, along with Elizabeth Bathory, which is in the same properties. Uh, she's a lancer, and that's all we know for right now. Uh, I still that still needs a trailer. I need to see that game in motion. Of course, hopefully we'll get something soon out of that too. Um, but
0: November tenth, yeah, should have a lot of news recently, especially if it's like the next big game from them. And then we wanted to kind of end this on the big news at least for one of the people on this podcast (laughs) uh andrea to talk about the Final Fantasy XIV 3.3 patch that's out this week. What is the state of Final Fantasy XIV right now?
1: Uh, the state of Final Fantasy right now is that it is the best it has ever been. <laughs> oh,
3: <wow.
0: laughs> Despite oh, yeah. what
1: everyone says. Okay. No, but 3.3 uh, is dropping and it's going to end the story that Heavensward sort of kicked off, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. Square's patches are always just like A-plus compared to any MMO I've ever played. Like, wow, MapleStory. I don't know why I just like admitted to playing MapleStory. Um, Tara.
2: I played MapleStory.
1: Uh, okay. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I played that religiously for years. Terra.
0: Um, wow, I haven't heard Tara like it. I used to, I covered that game religiously back then. That's the first time I've heard that name in a while.
1: I've, I've played a lot of horrible but fantastic MMOs, but no, um, this is going to wrap up the story. and I'm not going to go into detail about where it picks off or anything, um, because a lot of people I know haven't finished um, the story up to this point. But you're going to, I'll at least say you're going to fight the equivalent of you know the big bad. Um, that's you know, you counter in every game, like, the equivalent of Kuja, Kefka, Sephiroth, whatever. So we're going to have a battle with him, and that's Nidhogg, the dragon. Um, and that looks amazing. Um, in addition to that, there's new housing, because housing has been a huge issue in the game. So they're adding plots and all of that, and I've got my gil stashed up, and I'm ready to purchase a large house um, wow. when the game launches. I'm how so how ready. much is it? um for it's 40 million for the large uh 20 million for the medium and i forgot how much for the small but i don't want that (laughs) 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 they're adding she likes um, them big i mean (laughs) exactly but no they're adding like new hairstyles and all sorts of new glamour stuff because glamour is the true end game who wants a new weapon when you can get a new skirt or whatever yeah and what's interesting too i feel like if you talk to anybody that um started playing final fantasy 14 and that was their first final fantasy they hate moogles like with an undying passion and i absolutely don't blame them the moogles in this game are always a sign of you're about to do something extremely miserable um (laughs) the worst fetch quest ever yeah um but they're adding a moogle beast tribe thing to where you help out the moogles so i'm kind of hoping that they do something so to, everyone's just um... skip that
3: content
1: right i hope not i'm hoping this is what's gonna like redeem <laughs> moogles but man yeah. I, I don't know i'm not looking for it it's just like a series of
2: like depressing quests
1: yeah it's it looked kind of cute though from the trailer because at one point like one of the moogles is just like piss drunk looking so
2: oh
1: boy, I I... A depressing quest <laughs> But the, uh, there's that. Um, there's to be
2: like, oh man, my, my husband went off with another Moogle, and it's just been bad here. <laughs> help get <laughs> oh
1: gosh,
2: I gotta need new to get like ten raw hides or something to get oh. my life back together.
1: <laughs> and they're also adding um, a raid finder because the raid in game in this um, in this MMO has been kind of so so. Um, I would say its heyday was back in um, the the Coil of Bahamut. Um, so all of that thus far, um, they're going to make it to where you can find people cross server to do raids with. You don't have to queue with them from your server. And that's really wow, cool. That's, that's, that's huge. Crazy.
3: That's really yeah. big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And I don't know, it, it, this patch is so big and you don't have to pay for it. I mean, if you're already paying for the game, which is what's amazing to me is because It's like the size of a, almost an expansion. These patches are, and that's what I like so much about 14, the upkeep in this game.
3: Yeah. It, it,
0: yeah. and it seems like every other patch seems to alienate a lot of people, and so
1: it yeah, um, it's so late like you have to do all of the story up to this point. They said with the next expansion though that they're going to change that, so maybe you'll get like a rundown of what happened thus far, and you can start from that expansion. They can't keep making it go in this super linear direction.
0: No, so. it's because like unless they start releasing. Like, Heaven Swore is suddenly free or something like that. It's going to be really hard to catch up mm-hmm. and leave and everybody else in the dust.
2: Of, <laughs> right. The previous uh, episode of FF14. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just you just see all these spoilers one after another. Oh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> oh miserable.
1: <All> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping my, my favorite character doesn't die. If I don't talk at all. That's kind for... of...
0: Uh, that's vague. Like, yeah. most of those characters ended up dying in the original. Wow. Well, like in Eleven, like... No. yeah
1: 11 was tragic yeah
0: so. kind of tragic in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah. like a lot of your favorite characters oh okay i guess i
2: don't get to see him anymore
1: they're yeah 14 any has new new hasn't
2: classes, been kind right? do it they're, they're not introducing any new classes or anything in the, in the no software.
1: just a lot of new gear yeah so.
2: okay. but we were talking
0: about before the podcast that 4.0 is probably announced this year and so yeah. sure the how big plans for that kind of stuff is there and any like, classes that's not in there that you would like to have
1: oh man <gasps> I want to see a red mage really bad. I don't that's know. It's not if that's in there one. yet? No, it's not. It's like I one know. of
2: the best classes. Do they have like a, a beast master or any of some sorts? Uh,
1: the only thing that they have is summoner and then scholar yeah. has a pit. So, but it's no just, beast master. I, would,
0: I was thinking that they would at least have like kind of synonymous, like uh, sync it up with 11 in the classes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the blue mage and the red mage. Right. Is the blue mage in it?
1: No. Black mage, that's... white mage i don't know
0: blue mage that, was so awesome it was such a fun class
2: that blue mage kind of <laughs> looks a little bit purple to be honest
0: what about the time oh my god <laughs> fuck off and then the time <laughs> maybe the time mage as well
1: so. but no, that oh dancer oh, i would love to oh a dancer i thought
0: dancer wasn't it oh i'm probably what? thinking of Bart. Bart.
2: that's probably why that's yeah. sad I don't, I don't think they'll have a dancer no, they won't. Bardini has a,
1: that
0: covered. Dancer was such a fun class too, because the the cool thing, like, well, Beastmaster and Dancer, I think those are the two classes you could really solo a lot in eleven mm-hmm. if you did it right. Especially Beastmaster, like you could totally get away with just being by yourself and leveling up all the way. Although I heard 14s better about that. I've only played about it it's a level thirty, and that was the the beta in fourteen, so I don't know a lot about that game. But
2: I, I played up to like the like. I think I completed like the main story content in a month in Everland Reborn and it never resubbed because I got the story like the main main story done, not the Heaven Sword, mm-hmm. and then it just I didn't have time and I continue to not have time. Except for when it comes to
0: Gundam and mech games and, oh, sorry, Watch.
1: I understand that though too. So Overwatch, yeah. you
0: always make time for. All right, it's so it's only just
2: one more game
1: to be honest. <sighs> <'Cause...
0: laughs> what am I missing?
2: Um i don't know what are you missing
0: <laughs> oh you said you said one more game i thought you said oh no i was talking about overwatch <laughs> oh okay just okay confuse me all right so but that's it for the podcast and so um once again you guys can check us out at rpgsite.net at RPG Site on twitter youtube.com net. we've also got facebook rpgsitenet uh you can subscribe to us on te- on itunes uh, once again you look under under TetraCast, that's the name of this podcast. And then uh, we always like to promote our Discord is tinyurl.com slash RPG site discord. It's gonna um, be
2: hectic in there during E3.
0: Yes. Next weekend, like I said, we'll all be up here in uh, over in Los Angeles. Me and Josh, it's a short drive. Everybody else it's a long flight.
2: Hurrah.
0: Andrea, you're coming from you're coming from Mississippi. a Yes. Uh, so, how are the raids? The raids? The rates.
1: Oh, the rates. I was like, my rate in 14 is going great. (laughs)
0: 14 on the branch. You can't (laughs) wait to get back.
1: Um, No, uh, the rate. God, I paid like 400 something for my plane ticket. Mm. It hurt.
0: Now think about Alex and the fact that he's coming from Europe.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not going to (laughs) complain. He's coming from
0: London. It's going to be a much longer, longer flight and much more expensive.
1: Alex is excited.
0: yeah he's pumped but yeah we have some we have a lot of plans for e3 like i said a ton of coverage planned a lot of games to see uh we hope to have a podcast up next weekend and maybe the next following weekend but just be looking to look out for that yeah uh, from what we've heard
2: video uh, games are coming down neo and um well scorpio and it's just everything's on fire this Every- is
1: the year they announce mass not mass effect one mass Xenosaga HD. I'm telling, I feel it in my bones. <laughs>
0: you need to go see Hirata at the Bandai Namco <laughs> booth and just say, "Hey, I know you get this all the time on Twitter and you probably sick hearing <laughs> it, but where is Xenosaga HD?" <laughs> no, no, Hirata's just
2: tapping you on shoulder. shoulder's like, "Hey, you need to go see something. I got something behind these He's, curtains."
1: You would call for security. It's just a bunch of slaves
0: on some beds.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs>
2: oh man, this is a good <laughs> They're just uh, programmers on Xenosaga HD the back.
0: Oh, my gosh. I,
3: I,
1: <laughs> so they'll announce an anime continuation, yes. and then I'll hate myself
0: for asking. We, we didn't talk about Criminal Girl, Girls 2 was also announced, so that's yeah. going to be coming over as well, but if oh, I yeah. slip that in there. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for the podcast. Once again, thanks, uh, Josh Torres. Thanks, Andrea Sharon, for joining me on this edition. Catch us next time.